It was great seeing our good friends from Pure Care at the nationwide event in Houston, Texas. If you haven't checked them out lately, head over to purecare.com. It was really fun when we were at market because I talked to Sean Bergman, Chief Operating Officer of Pure Care, and they were packed the entire time. And I said, Sean, besides your Dos Marcos podcast sponsorship, what's been going on behind the scenes? Your traffic is great. Your product and your showroom are fantastic. The word on the street is always so positive about Pure Care. What's been going on? And Sean put it very simply and very humbly. He said, everything we've been doing for the past 10 years, people are paying attention and they're loving it. Check them out at purecare.com. Dos Marcos Podcast. It's the greatest mattress industry podcast on the planet. Wait, isn't this the only mattress industry podcast? He's Mark Kensley. I truly felt bad for you at the time. He's Mark Quinn. I think Bigfoot was actually very pleasant. Together, they are Dos Marcos. Kinsley, we just got back to market, right? So that was a long trip. Uh, it takes a lot out of people, for sure. Uh, and then we got to come home for a couple of days, and then we got to go to the Nationwide in Houston, Texas, which was awesome for me because I got to go home and see family and all that good stuff. Uh, and, you know, Mike Whitaker put us up at the Hotel Alessandra in Houston for the Nationwide event. It's about four blocks from the from the convention center. So I was like, all right, so that's a good 10, 15 minute walk, depending on whether that would be really nice to start and stop each day with. Until we find out we had a Maserati at our full disposal. How about that? <laughs> Did you know we were going to have a Maserati to drive us around? You know, I typically expect a Maserati. Uh, so it was nice that they actually followed through on this. Because when I go to a hotel and I need to get around within a one mile radius of where I'm staying, I always think Maserati. Well, and I thought it was very bold of you to say that we demanded that as part of a writer. If we're going to come speak at the Nationwide, that you said that's fine, but we want a Maserati to drive us around. I didn't realize you had that kind of power. That's pretty cool. As long as you think that behind the scenes, I'm negotiating <laughs> with that in mind for you. Well, you know, it, but I kind of laughed. Of course, at that's point. not true. Of course, that's not true. No, I laughed at one point because naturally you, myself and Mike Whitaker are going to end up crammed together in the back seat of some oh, yeah. sort of mo mobile device. In New Orleans, it was a rickshaw. Yes. Here, it was a Maserati. Well, the Maserati had more room. Actually, the very first time, he was like the, the door guy, right? So I think the door guys just wanted to drive that car. He's like, hey, look, we have a Maserati, the, the, the bellman. Hey, look, we have a Maserati here if you, if you need to go any, anywhere within a mile of the, of the hotel, we're, we're happy to take you. And at first, we're like, well, hell yeah, let's get in, let's go. So then it drops us off at the convention center, and Whitaker's like, you know what? <laughs> you know, we're showing up to this thing in a Maserati, probably not the best optics for us, being part of Nationwide. And then members seeing us roll up in a Maserati. I mean, obviously, it's the hotel's car, but anyway, it was pretty funny. Pretty nice, though. I liked uh, I liked that Maserati. It's a pretty nice car. I do like whenever you go to a hotel and they have like a really nice car at the guest disposal for whatever it might be, because it happened once before. I was at uh, Marina, Marina Del Rey, and I was at the Ritz-Carlton for an industry event. That's where they were holding it. And for the first time in my life, I met somebody with the last name Kinsley. She was working at the, the front desk. I'd never met anybody with the last name Kinsley. And so I'm like, you, by the way, look like my cousin Pam. So we're probably related somewhere. But uh, my bag got lost. I had no clothes. And they took me in this really nice car down to, to do some shopping. 
and they, I think they just felt sorry for me is what was really going on <laughs> because they're like, this guy had no clothes and they're not going to arrive tonight. But that was So what nice... was the car you were riding around naked in? That's, uh, uh yeah. So I, <laughs> I had no suitcase, but I did. Oh, you were wearing the... club. My bad. I boarded the plane totally with clothing. Misunder... Now, okay. by I the missed... time I got in the car, who knows? I could have been totally in the buff. Uh, okay, so I, I got to ask you, um, we, we've talked a little bit, but not a whole lot. Let's recap the Nationwide event because there's a lot of really cool stuff that we got to see, experience here and learn from. So let's uh, let's start with you. Like what kind of takeaways um, in, in the rearview mirror? What were you thinking about the entire experience in Houston? Well, it was really cool that we got to meet our second astronaut friend, Mike Massimino. Um, that was awesome. We got to see Mattress Max speak because he's, you know, from Houston, Texas. He's a legend. Um, one of my favorite moments during our speech was we came out, of course, performing this amazing rap video. We had Bigfoot there. We'll get to all that. But we got to see the smiling faces of your wonderful family who all live in Houston, Texas, your mom, your dad, your sister and your brother all out in the audience. That was super cool for me. And then just getting to getting to kind of work with and get to know the retailers that are part of Nationwide. And then it's always a highlight just being with the Nationwide team. Mike and Jeff and Chad and Johnny and Tom and Rob and Amy, like this whole crew and and many, many more are really incredible, effervescent people to be around. So you just walk away feeling like a better human being. Yeah, there, there's no doubt. I completely agree with that. Let's start with our speech. So this is the second one, the Dose speech from Dose Marcos that you and I have ever done together. And we got to do it again for Nationwide in their third slot. Um, probably about 400 people in the room. So that was exciting and nerve wracking all at the same time. So we're a little nervous, right? So you and I are rehearsing and we're finding rooms to like go. No, we have actually dance moves in this speech that you and I had to learn. My daughter's friend, Sophia, actually came over and in blocked it for us or choreographed some moves for us that I sent you a video to, you had to learn on your own. And then we got together in a room and we actually practiced these dance moves. So that was a little nerve wracking. You and I normally aren't dancing on stage. Um, and then we got to get Mike Whitaker from Nationwide involved. He played the lead role singer, Tawny. He actually put on a purple dress my wife found at a thrift store for $15. And, you know, Mike's got sleeves. He's got tats all up and down his arms, which is perfect. He's got a full goatee beard. He's an ex-Marine. And he's a big, imposing guy, six feet five, something like that. And he's the one in this dress. It could not have been better. Then you've got Chad Fisher, who's always willing to help us as Bigfoot's bodyguard. So Johnny Lamp, in his second appearing, along with Chad, participating in our little opening skit for this speech, Johnny Lamp was Bigfoot. Then you got Jeff Rose announcing us. We had so many great people from Nationwide helping make that whole first part come to life. It was pretty awesome. And I tell you, behind the scenes, you can imagine with that many moving parts, that many people involved, that many things that could go wrong, we were a little bit nervous because we we don't like to come out of the gates doing something boring. We want to come out of the gates and grab your attention and then, of course, tell you why we did that. So behind the scenes, we're thinking this through and we're blocking it out and we're practicing our dance moves and on and on it goes. And guess who shows up in the backstage? Harry Roberts. Which is the second time he's kind of saved my life with, you know, just being there, his presence and the best part, the shot of tequila. So Harry had it in his mind because we talked about it on the podcast. 
he was going to buy us a, a shot of tequila whenever we next got together. And Harry shows up behind the scenes before our speech, cheers to the shot of tequila, and thank you very much, Harry. That was a very special moment and so good to see you. And we just had a blast. Like We took our shot of tequila, we got reoriented around what was going to happen, and we came out and we just tried to blow the doors off nationwide. I think we had about, it was somewhere around four, 450 people in the room, and coming out, doing the Get Hybrid rap song again, dressed in white with gold chains, and to have Bigfoot as our DJ, it just was, it was really fun. And then, of course, we were trying to have some fun with why Bigfoot was there. And, and we told people, you know, I told people, hey, you know, why wouldn't I not have Bigfoot here? The title of the speech is How to Capture Bigfoot Traffic. And I said, no, you moron. The title of the speech. Did you say moron that, on stage? I, th- really? I think I did. I don't know. Um, I think that's how we rehearsed it anyway. I said, no, uh, the title of the speech is how to capture big foot traffic, not big foot traffic. So it was a corny joke. You and I laughed at it. And you know what? We got a laugh from the audience. So I was pretty happy by that. I'll it take worked. it. And the, the entire presentation was then themed up around Bigfoot. But we came in and we wanted to deliver ideas on, you know, Tom Hickman, uh, the president and chief member advocate for Nationwide, said in their podcast, the Independent Thinking Podcast, hosted by Rob Stott, he said, look, number one issue facing our retailers, how to drive foot traffic into your store. So we know it's something that's on people's minds. We wanted to give people actionable ways that they could get folks into their store with these creative ideas. And we'll have video of that. And um, we'll also have a, a big master list of ideas that we'll be able to disseminate. Um, we actually had people in the room, which I thought this was really fun. People in the room wrote down on a three by five index card, what were some of the ways that you actually drove foot traffic into your store? What was your best idea that ever worked? And so we have this, we have, well, it looks like hundreds of responses um, from people in the room and we're gonna put that into a master list and then we're gonna send that back out to the nationwide audience. And uh, I'm sure we'll be able to share it with some uh, Dos Marcos listeners as well. No doubt. There's lots to talk about. Real quick, skipping back to Harry, I just want to say thanks to Harry. I'm glad you brought him up. It was really cool. I know that like he was going to come and he showed up to, to watch our talk, which I thought was really neat of him to do. Bob Hellyer uh, also made a point of finding us there. But it's really nice to know that you got friends like that and to know that he remembered the whole tequila conversation. That was pretty funny. And the fact that he shows up with tequila, it was such a cool thing. Uh, and that will be a great memory for you and I. So Harry, well done. Thank you for that. It gave us some peace and uh, made it fun to to start it off with. So next shots um, on me. Shots on. That's right. Um, and so yes, back to the Bigfoot traffic. I I think the the whole rap. Like I look back at videos some people had taken and people had big smiles on their face. Kinsley, you and I kind of go into that stuff and, and and we're a little nervous. And and I think that's a fair thing to be uh, when you're going to go out and do a rap video that you've never done. Um, but I've I love the audience twice. What's that? I've performed that live twice with a band. Well, see, see, you're you're ahead of me, man. So that, I love that you've done that. I have not, uh, and I'm not a rapper, but it worked out. Um, and so I think you get people right from the beginning. You know, there was um, the TSI guys uh, had someone there doing really good stuff on how to increase ticket. Um, Melanie uh, Hewitt was there with SSB. She did a terrific job and was really nice to us after our, our talk. I was grateful for the encouragement she gave us and the comments she made about our talk. So it was nice of her to stick around. Uh, but anyway, so by the, the time they got to us, it was the third hour. Um, the fact that we hit them with something so different, I think it was a lot of fun. I think it was disruptive, a lot of smiles on faces. 
And I think it gets people thinking, don't you, when you set the stage that way. When we started to ask questions of the audience, one of my favorite things about our talk this time was we opened up the last half of it for comments from the audience. And the audience had such great thoughts and questions, legitimate questions about the stuff that they were doing. And so anyway, and then we got all those note cards, so I can't wait to share those. Can you think of anything, Kinsley, that was said during that session um, that you know really rang true or you were glad somebody asked? You know, it's kind of adjacent to the creative piece that we were putting out there, but Katie Law from Sweet Dreams Mattress and More, our yep. good friends, that they're so creative. She asked, you know, how do you execute on some of these ideas once you once you have them? Um, because the creativity part, you know, I think a lot, of, like very few people have it. But if you do have it, if you have a team that can inject those creative ideas, what are you doing structure-wise to put it in place to, to, to map it to your business objectives and make sure that you're continuing to do it? I thought it was such a great question. And it's something that I think that many people struggle with is like, okay, once I have it in place, like how much of this do I do? How long do I do it? And how do I make sure we stay on track? And of course, my breakdown is is goals, strategies, and tactics. You know, your goals are are, are measurable. Like, what are we going after? Your strategies are how you're going to get there, and you can get there in a lot of different ways. And your tactics are your to-do list. So I think, you know, mapping those things out takes the creative piece and kind of crystallizes it in a way. I thought that was a great question. Anything from your standpoint? Because the audience, the audience Q and A was really fun, and I'm glad that we did that because I wanted that type of symbiotic back and forth and we got it. No, I think you're right. That was the tone that I got from everyone too. It's fine. These ideas are cool, but how do you execute? And before we end this session, you and I need to launch the, the idea of, you know, how you can execute. So I think that was a, a very consistent theme. Let's re let, let's rewind and talk about how kind of how we presented the information to everyone. Um, we first talked about the fact that you have to decide. And that's, that's a big problem for a lot of the people out there right now is that they're in their groove and they're doing what they do. And when you and I wrote this, we wanted to um, be sticky, right, with the fun part in the creative, you know, the, the rap video. Hopefully that was sticky. People will re remember that when they go home. But the other part was create a couple things within our presentation that were sticky to remember. And one of it was the slide of decide to do it, do it differently. differently. And we had the audience repeat that several times during the talk, which was kind of fun for them to do for us anyway. And I think that's a big part of it, don't you? It is literally making a decision. So you can look at your business and go, okay, I know the path I'm on. I know where that takes me because I've been doing it for years. I see my competitors in the market. I know what they're doing. It is literally making a decision today that based on what these guys are saying, based on what I know I need to be doing different, you have to decide and make that decision and then start taking the first step. Eating an elephant is very daunting. And I think what you and I were trying to say to them is take a step and just make a decision today that you're gonna start going down that road. Don't you think? What was the impact for you? Yeah, it, that's absolutely it. It's making a decision because if you're there and you're struggling with something, you have to make a decision that I'm gonna change. And then you have to do it. And our whole thesis is you have to stand out if you don't grab people's attention, no one's going to ever listen to what you have to say. So you have to make a decision. You have to do it. And doing it to me is such an important one to pause on because if you're going to decide to do it differently, you've made the decision. Great. What does doing it look like? Doing it to me is consistency over time. 
you know, Mark Twain talked about compounding interest being one of the greatest things of all time. It's because when you do something consistently over time, you eventually gain traction. And what traction really is, is I'm, I'm used to being creative. I'm comfortable with being creative. I'm comfortable with putting these ideas into, into place. So that comfort and traction are mapping together. And then traction leads to momentum. And momentum is that wonderful place that's self-perpetuating. You don't have to struggle with like, what creative ideas are we going to do and how are we going to put it into place? You're, you're, you're very familiar with brainstorming, coming up with creative ideas, putting them in place, and then it becomes fun. And I think that's, that's why that do it piece is so important. But it's not about doing it one time. It's, it's about doing it every single day. Even Mattress Mac during his talk mentioned something along these lines. He would say, um, you know, a, what are you doing in the community hall? I have this written down. Be relevant to your customers every single day. How are you being relevant to your customers every single day? And, and to me, that's like saying earn it. Earn it. Right? I mean, if, if, you're, if you're relevant, then you're earning it. And I, I think I told you this. I was listening to a podcast we had done, and you said you made the comment about consistency over time. And I, and I told you this offline. That, that theme has been probably one of the central points of thought for me so far this year. And I know it's going to continue to be people kind of laugh. Like I've heard people in the entertainment business going, oh, my gosh, yeah, sure. I got discovered in a diner. I was an overnight success that took 10 years of study that took 10 years of playing crappy stages all over my town and other places. It took 10 years of going to interviews and being rejected. It took 10 years of voice lessons. And you know what I'm saying? So I, I think that for any of us and here's the problem, I think, for a lot of retailers out there, they want to start going down the path of, for instance, creating foot traffic, some of the stuff we were talking about being creative, thinking about it differently, trying to figure out cool different ways to be relevant, like Max said, and then they abandon it because they may try one or two things and it doesn't work. So they're right back to their comfort zone of product price promotion, doing what they've always done. And so I think that's the big tragedy and they're not sticking with some of that. And I think as we continue to roll out this show this year, um, that's going to be a big central theme for us in terms of some of the things we bring to this audience. So, and it's I, I have a t ten cent anecdote anecdote to back up what you just said, which is people may get involved with something that they feel like is working, then they abandon it. Um, you know, I talked to Ray and Kathy from Crane's Mattress up in Northern Ohio, and I had worked with them on writing these radio spots and making sure that their identity was clear. And their identity was a family that cares about your sleep. So when you have that identity, you have to prove it. So you have, so if you are a family, you got to prove that you're a family. Put yourself out there in everything you do and show people that you are a family. Um, so we worked together for a while. Um, and then, you know, they started doing it on their own for a little while. And then they stopped. And then they said, we, we have, like, things weren't working anymore. So what do you do? You recommit to the process. So they went back to the wacky radio spots where Ray and Kathy were these characters, the stuff that I had written for them, the stuff that we had produced and put into place that seemed to be working, seemed to be on the path to traction. I stepped out of the picture and, you know, at that point it's like, go grow and, and be you. And they stopped doing it and they said they slipped backwards. So they recommitted to the process. Their daughter, Hannah, started writing the radio spots using those templates and I, I looked Ray in the face. I said, well, what happened? What are the results? And he says, it's going very well.
You, you know, I talked to him at market and he said the same thing. And what I love about this story, I, I feel great that they kind of started on that path with you and I on the podcast and doing an hour free consulting. And we said, hey, we'll talk to anyone. Not that people want to talk to us about it, but we're, we made ourselves available if they did. Ray and Kathy took us up on it. And we had a great conversation with them. And then you took the ball and you you executed with them, held their hand and and, and really implemented it into their business. And that's the reason. Right. It's they decided that they were going to do it differently, but then they maintained they slacked off. It slowed down. So I, I lo- it's a great anecdotal story. I think that's perfect. And, and I really hope that that's what the audience got from us, too, is that you just have to stay committed to it. So, Kinsley, w- one of the other things that we talked about um, was fear. Right. Mm-hmm. So y- you and I talk to a lot of people that are kind of in a groove. And so. We scratch our heads sometimes going, so why are they not making a move to pivot to something that could be even better for their business? So we talked about that, and that's a big part of, of, of uh, growth is understanding why you're afraid to make the decision. So take us a little bit deeper on kind of what we were talking to nationwide about as it relates to that. People do get scared because they don't know if they have the right team in place. They don't know if they have the right brain power, you know, concentrating on that creativity or that execution. And so they obviously play within the confines of what they have instead of defining their identity and then finding the resources they need to, to go ahead and grow and get that plan into place. It, it, it reminds me of in one of our educational sessions, which were really fun. Um, we were doing an educational session that, that's, that was different than the speech we gave, just to clarify that. And so these were classroom type setting we got to work with people like kind of one-on-one, but in a group setting. And there, there was a group of people from, uh, it's called Gish's Furniture. Mm-hmm. And they were an Amish furniture company and a very large one. And they said, you know, we're struggling to be different. And you and I are sitting there going, but you're Amish furniture. But apparently where they're located, Amish furniture is everywhere. So it, it, it makes we, you, you think, and I okay, thought we had the easy button, didn't we? Right. I'm like, it's Amish furniture. This is yeah, going right. to be easy. So even even in that, you know, subcategory, that niche within our industry, they were trying to figure out ways to differentiate in their marketplace. And whenever your category seems to be defined, whether it's Amish furniture or mattresses, you feel that that's the sandbox you belong in instead of creating your own sandbox, which is full of colorful sand and all kinds of new toys. So there, there's just that template that's out there, the way things are supposed to be done according to those in the industry. And it's really hard to uncouple yourself from that narrative and, and define who you are and then live out that definition of who you are in, in a way that's robust and meaningful and vivid. And so many people want to use words like quality and service and family and local, and it doesn't mean anything to anybody. So we're pushing people to find vivid examples of those great words. And I, I told the quick story of the, the red screws because uh, there was an HVAC company that they focused on quality and service and they had amazing technicians. And they figured out over the years through their expertise that if one screw on an HVAC unit wasn't fully tightened down, that rattling in that tin would start to unrattle all the other screws. So when their technicians went out on a call, they always put in red screws. Right. And then in their advertising marketing, they started talking about red screws <laughs> 
as a vivid example of quality and service. So they mapped that back and it was a vivid example, a very concrete visual that then told people what quality and service meant. So that's what we're trying to get people to do. Define who you are and then find these examples and live them out. But it's so, scary, especially when you don't know who you are and then you don't you don't know what creative ideas to put into place. So um, you and I have a lot to talk about in terms of Jim McInvale's speech. He was there. So it was really cool. We got to spend some time with him. Uh, Mike Massimo, who's an astronaut, now our second astronaut friend, right? Uh, so I want to yes. talk about... Yeah, I want to talk about him and the stuff he said about the first astronaut we ever met, Chris Cassidy, which I thought was really funny. So I think we need to save that um, for another episode because there's a lot of stuff instead of rushing through it. Um, I, I do want to launch this concept. We talked about it at Nationwide. One of the things we learned in our educational sessions, Kinsley, was people have a lot of stuff they're trying to figure out. So they have these brain splinters. Like, yes, I acknowledge we need to be better about bringing traffic in. Yes, we have to be better about telling our personal story and connecting to consumers, but they literally don't necessarily have the answers on how to do it. So you came to me with an idea that I loved, which was a mastermind. And so masterminds are pretty common in other industries where it's just a group of people that get together of like mind or in similar industries that don't compete. And then, and then they share time with each other every week on a phone call, and there'll be themes uh, every week about what we talk about, and then we just kind of lay it out. People have to participate. They have to be engaged, uh, and, and so we decided that we're going to do one for the mattress industry called a mattress mind instead of a, a, a mastermind. And you have some friends that are already doing this, so you're working to put some guardrails around that. But we we launched the concept at Nationwide. I, I, I don't know that all of these slots are taken. I think that we have some left, but um, people really reacted. And this is the perfect way for us to help people be consistent. So it's not like you plant an idea with them at a show. They go home and go, oh, yeah, we're going to work on that. And then they get sucked into managing their business. This is our way, number one, to learn from them, for them to learn from each other, but also an accountability group where we can take them every week for six months. So talk a little bit about that, the inspiration um, in terms of what made you think about it being great for the mattress industry and kind of where our head is with it now. Well, the first thing that comes to mind is over the years, we've had people request you and I come and help them with their businesses. And we've done it individually. We've done some of this thinking together. And there seems to be a bit of a demand, you know, for that creative injection and then the accountability that goes along with executing that and figuring out how they're going to measure it, how they're going to, you know, map this to the business objectives they have in place. It's almost like from creativity to cash, like how can we actually get there? And so we've, we've worked with people on this over the years and behind the scenes, we've had this request. And I thought, how do we scale it so that more people get involved? And we're not just doing it one-on-one and one-off. Now, here's what really led to this thinking, like getting its grappling hook into the side of the building so we can pull ourselves up on the rope. When we did the podcast with Jesse Cole from the Savannah Bananas, it's the very first one of the year. It's called Yellow Tucks Your Business Like the Savannah Bananas, Jesse Cole. Launched that podcast. Behind the scenes, my cousin Steve calls me and he says, I'm in a mastermind with Jesse Cole. And I really enjoyed your podcast with him. 
caught. So Steve and I hadn't talked in a while. It was a great, just great to catch up with him. And I was like, what an awesome thing that happened that I was, this led to me and my cousin, Steve, who I hadn't talked to in a long time, catching up and just reconnecting. No, no doubt, said, Steve. And then we also talked to Mike Whitaker, who grew up in Savannah, and he knew all about him, and he's connected. So it's weird how Jesse Cole has been a conduit for a couple of things. But anyway, keep going. Yeah, the mattress mine. You can blame this one on Jesse Cole uh, in a good way. Um, so anyway, I started talking to Steve about this mastermind group and the impact that it had had on his life and his business. And he's been in it for more than four years. And he was taking wow. me through what they do, how they structure it, and why it matters. And I thought, this is exactly what I'm hearing, but from people in the mattress industry. So we need, we need to start this. We need to do it. And so how it's going to go, it's going to, like you said, it's going to be six months long. Um, it is going to be paid because if you don't put any money in the pot, you're not going to show up. Um, and you get our, uh, you get our brains every week with you, along with the brains of some really smart people that we're going to vet out. So it, not everybody's going to get in. We're going to cap it at 12 people because that group size allows you to get some of that deep work done without being spread too thin. And so, you know, are you, so what we're going to do basically is the first 10 minutes of every call, it's going to be around this idea of wins. Like what were your wins from the past week? And then we're going to have like what we'll call a man or a woman in the middle, like man in the middle. And we'll have a couple of people on each call that are working on something specific. They're going to outline what they're working on. The group is going to solve around that. And then the people that were, were the man in the middle or the woman in the middle will then have action steps that they need to complete by next week. Then they report back to the group. So you have resources, you have creativity, you have problem solving, and you have community. You are not alone. So if you're feeling stuck or you're feeling like you're out on an island, um, this is going to be the place to hop in and grow and go. And on the backside of this, you are going to be changed. That's the goal. You're, you're going you're gonna to decide to do it differently, and you're going to have a network of, a, of, all, of all of our networks um, to then go out to the world and make the impact that you want to make. You know, I'm excited because I think that the impact we're going to have on those 12 retailers is going to be really cool uh, to look back on after we get done with our six months. However, um, you and I are facilitators. Uh, we do bring creative thought. We do bring ideas that we, we get to talk to retailers all over the country, which a lot of these guys don't get the the ability to do. So we'll bring that um, information as well, but what they're going to get from each other. And then I know what you and I are going to get from all of them. Like I'm so fired up to learn from these guys because there's so much you and I don't understand. And I think it's going to really help us, um, be better, um, podcast hosts and coaches for people as we, we as we go along, because we're going to hear about more and more stories um, throughout this six months with these guys, and we're going to live it with them, and I love that. So anyway, I know you're excited about that also. And we're going to have um, some surprises along the way. That's the yeah. great part about this. You what say, well, some... couldn't I just get my group together? No, you're going to get a group that's vetted. You're going to get a group that's diverse. You're going to get a group that's regionally and nationally distributed, and you're going to have some amazing surprises along the way. So that's that's why, I mean, if you don't, that's the thing. We're gonna. We've been holding calls with people behind the scenes to get the group rounded out the way that that will be healthy and productive. So yeah, if you have a chance to go get a group together and you guys can maintain and sustain that, I'd say do it. But this is going to be a very unique experience, unlike anything you've ever. I, I don't think it's going to be like anything you've ever imagined. And that's no. that's. Fun. I even, I'm even looking at my whiteboard right now 
on the surprise and delight that we're going to bring the group throughout the next six months. So if you want to be a part of it, holler at us. Um, if if the count holds at, up the way it does, we actually have two slots left. Okay. Well, you and I, I, I there is definitely something we will bring, um, a, a creative thought process for sure and fun. So yes, there's no doubt. This is going to be the one to be part of. It'll be the inaugural launch of the Dos Marcos Mattress Mine. So if you're interested, send us an email, um, mquinn03 at gmail.com. Kinsley, hit them with yours. Mark at englander.com, M-A-R-K at englander.com. So uh, anyway, and that's it for now. Hey, listen, for everyone listening at Nationwide, um, if you were there, uh, it was great meeting you. If you were a retailer there, if you came to one of our sessions, if you were part of the um, Mattress University session where we did our rap thing, uh, thanks for all the comments. Thanks for the encouragement. Uh, from Nationwide's perspective, um, gosh, Tom and uh, Tom Hickman and, and, and Mike Whitaker and Jeff Rose and Jerry Honey, I hope you had a great farewell. They did a lot of really neat tributes to Jerry, who's been in the buying group uh, merchant side for many, many years. And so they sent him off in a really good way. So Jerry, thanks for all you did to give us a shot at Nationwide. We're grateful to you. Amy Kroom, uh, Rob Stott, got to spend some time with him. Chad Fisher, Johnny Lamp, um, all of you guys. And our new best buddy, Nationwide member, country music star. Mr. Grant was to have them. Mr. Grant, yeah, Grant was there. We had a, a blast getting to hang with him. So Anyway, um, for what all of you gave to us, we're grateful to you. And uh, Kinsley, what are your parting thoughts for today? Let's play that funky music. You can bounce on it. Oh, oh. What is a hybrid? It's like peanut butter jelly, peanut butter chocolate. Hybrid so tight, there's no way that you could topple it. Hybrid on my wrist, that's a calculator watch. We add ourselves together and we take it up a notch. Got the airflow, yo, keep you cool as it get. Visco foam alone to make you drip sweat. Get a hybrid mattress, yes, you'll get better rest. Cool and comfortable, hybrid like a sweater vest. You know the game, we're ahead of the sun. Cause the two of us together are way better than one. Cause I'm cool. Cool as ice. And I'm hot like a heater. Bounce by the ounce. Now, now we, we got, got it by the leader. Well, you take a spring and you wrap it up right. You uh -huh. can sleep so smooth or bounce all night. Yeah. Put two together, get a whole lot more. Get yeah. the feel of the comfort core. You can bounce on it. Lay back, you don't have to practice. It's the best thing to happen to your mattress. Get together to do it like I did. Everybody get hybrid. If you want somebody to get in your vicinity, you probably want to feel a little bit of a hybridity. Foam alone, out of five, maybe one star. Springs and foam, we're taking care of that lumbar. Mad back support, the best way to shack up or just get rest that won't mess your back up. Like a hot chick mixed with a particle physicist or a mullet. Party in the back of the business. Best of both worlds like Mars and Venus. The ultimate hybrid. Keeping it loose while keeping it tight We can make you sleep or play all night Put two together, get a whole lot more Get the feel of the comfort core You can bounce on it No stopping when the beat gets played back Springs keep it popping, foam keeps it laid back Party over here, get invited Everybody get hybrid Right, listen, doesn't matter
kitchen is charming when your bedroom's the most important part of the apartment. What kind of bed do you keep back there? Does your girl wanna chill on a beanbag chair? Hell no! You need springs and foam, cause if that bowling ball don't bounce, you'll be sleeping alone. And if the bed don't react, then you can't get low. We got that type of bounce that won't spill your Merlot. So stick with us and you'll get rewarded. Cause I'm so gentle and I'm so supportive. Hybrid is where the magic is. And we just killed a song about mattresses.